Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Well, hey, everybody, Wes McDonald here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tiger Paw Radio. And if you can actually see us, that means you're watching us in TigerTube. So thanks for tuning in. I'm really excited today. The uh, topic we're going to be going through is something that's near and dear to my heart, something that I've uh, preached about for a lot of years, uh, which is building a digital presence. And in this modern sales world that we live in, uh, there is no better expert in my mind than Rick Lambert. And I've got him on as a guest today uh, to walk us through how we can develop our digital presence, as well as some other things that you may not be thinking about to get better and to get more leads and sales. So Rick, thank you very much for joining me today. Hey Wes, thanks so much for uh, having me on. And you know, the one thing I like about you, if we can do a little uh, banter here at the beginning. For sure. You don't, you don't just talk about it, you actually do it. And I think a lot of people, you know, what's funny is a lot of people know what they should do. I think sometimes they just don't do it. And I'm not just talking about digital presence, but so many things. And so hopefully in our conversation today, you know, I can share some things that other people are doing to take from take themselves from, let's say, a I should be doing it to what do I do to actually doing it. So anyway, appreciate you having me on and uh, Tiger Paw as well. You know, I've been around the uh, MSP you know, imaging space for a while. And, and I think you've done an awesome job, you know, branding that company with the content you're doing. Well, think about it. Like, I think what's happened is, you know, when I started with Xerox in uh, the late 80s, uh, and if you're uh, if you're on audio, I look a lot younger than you probably think. <laughs> if you're on video, I can't escape it. But you know, in the late 80s, it was all about the company, right? Marketing the company. And then, you know, it was all about marketing the product. And I think what's happened, uh, if we fast forward to today, is it's all mark. It's about marketing yourself as an individual and your personal brand. And that leads into, I think we're going to talk about today, digital presence. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, th and that's why I brought you on today, right? Because you have built that presence as well. I've known you for a lot of years. You've been doing a lot of uh, amazing stuff in the, in the world of marketing, helping office equipment dealers and managed service providers to actually build up uh, their marketing presence and you have done such an amazing job on the digital side and that's really what i want to you know talk to you today right so let, let's define that a little bit maybe if we're talking about a digital presence uh what does that mean and maybe share some of those examples um you know that you were talking about sure so so you know i i, I come from being a sales person with a commercial territory knocking on doors going through you know two three pairs of dress shoes a year just so yeah you know, <laughs> i know you've done your share of mileage too not as much as you <laughs> well and then you know, i started a sales training company 21 years ago sell to win.com and, and and you know we were we were doing live events you know we were doing 50 60 live events a year a lot of them uh, mostly tech resellers and then this thing came along uh called the internet <laughs> i was like whoa you know uh maybe there's a different way so anyway we blew out a digital marketing agency so what's what's helped me i think uh, stay at the front end. I'd like to think of what's going on in this digital world is I'm sitting between uh, a saddle that's a sales B2B sales guy. And I'm also, you know, running an agency with, with video and web development, all stuff. So I'm, I'm, my team is keeping me on the front end of what's working, what's not. And of course, working with sales teams, you know, like you do so many, Wes, you, you pick up best practices. I was on a plane uh, coming home from Vegas one time. And I'm sitting beside a guy and he's the uh, convener of the American Hockey League. And if you're an American, it's like the lower level of the NFL, okay, in <laughs> hockey. 
And I said to the guy, like, how, how, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm going around to talk to teams right now about rules and regulations and stuff like that. And we were talking about an upcoming draft. And I said, well, how do you guys kind of pick between the elite players, uh, the ones that really get drafted top or, you know, second round, et cetera, because so many talented kids coming up. And he said, you know what we do, Rick, is, is when they've achieved a certain level of talent, the second thing we look at is their digital DNA. And I said, what do you mean by digital DNA? He said, well, we look at everything they're doing online. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, because the kid could be super talented, but if he's a disaster online, saying things he shouldn't do, et cetera. And I tell that story because I don't think enough business people right now look at themselves through a screen and, uh, you know, basic things like, have you Googled your name? Uh, you know, are you posting things with foul language, you know, government, you know, basic things that can sometimes derail you. And I want to be respectful too, by the way, if you're a person out here saying, Hey, you know, I'm all about this. You do what you want to do. It's your brand. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, you can get into the odd accident if you take the wrong road sometimes. But, I really like that. I really like that. Sorry, and I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah. you know, it's ideal. I've always thought of, you know, a digital presence strictly from the business perspective. And you raise a really important thing, which is that when you have a digital presence, the negative comes along with that too, right? And I've always been a big proponent of, of uh, not not being careful about kind of the things that I'm saying or doing online, but always to be aware of them, right? So. Uh, now I'll be more aware. So thank you for that, you know, tip as well. And now I'll let you continue. <laughs> um, and you know the difference between sales and marketing, right, Wes? <laughs> uh, I think so, but I'm going to wait for the punchline. That's a, <laughs> oh, you picked up a setup. Good. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm at a conference one time. I'm talking and someone goes, hey, Rick, what's the difference between sales and marketing? And I pulled an arrow out of my quill. A guy had told me one time, he says, Ricky, marketing is letting people know what you got sales is getting rid of what you got he says that's the difference and I, it's the best oh, one i ever heard what a neat um, way to look at it i love it <laughs> you know if you think about because i think people are probably listening now like how can they do better themselves right and so you know i i was talking to a group of realtors earlier this week about shooting selfie videos okay as a form of content to create digital presence personal branding all stuff and i was saying to them you know everybody wants leads Okay, we all want leads, we want sales opportunities, conversations, et cetera. But at some point, you've got to figure, you know, you, you need to play the long game. And so if you look at a typical funnel, what do you got at the top? You got awareness, okay? So people actually know you do what you do. And then you've got a consideration phase, okay? So meaning you were top of mind at point of need, they were aware you did it, and then they consider you. And uh, then once you're considered, okay, then you, your win rate factor would then, you know, or sorry, consideration would drive a lead, then your win rate factor would determine your, the money you make. And I just think that um, people since COVID hit have uh, obviously been awakened to the fact that, holy cow, I can't do it the way I used to do it. And how do we scale ourselves so we're at top of mind at point of need and, and uh, so we've been doing a lot of work around LinkedIn. We've been doing a lot of work with video recently. When we work with salespeople, often the tenured ones who are, have unbelievable relationships, by the way, with their customers and carry 80% of the revenue, et cetera. When we talk about digital presence or digital DNA or personal branding, a lot of them are like, yeah, I got relations with my customers. I'm good. That's for the young ones. Um, right. Yet, and yet I would argue, Wes, like, the digital presence that you've built, I think, reinforces the relationship you've had in a, a physical person-to-person -person sense and gets you into more cracks and crevices that you never would have been into. So Yeah, and, and more so than ever, right? Like I'm I'm 52 now. 
like and yet i'm not slowing down right like trying way to figure older things than me. out way older than me there, big guy. <laughs> and i want to circle back to what you said about those selfie videos though right because we talked about that a bit before too and how you're training people helping them to use that and i think it's important because it's a lot simpler i think than some people think in a lot of ways right that when you're producing content digitally like that um that it doesn't have to be polished it doesn't have to be total pro you know post editing room and everything else right to uh, to start using that presence and i've I, I've I've loved watching uh, your own presence evolve and other people that I know you're working with doing that same thing, making sure that people are seeing them through rich media and it doesn't require, you know, a ton of effort, right? Like you said, it's uh, it's pretty cool anyway. Just have noticed it. Xerox hired uh, me to go down in the fall and they brought in 50 of their top resellers in the U.S. And we did this thing called the uh, Selfie Video Bootcamp, okay? And what we did coming in is we had a whole bunch of their top salespeople. They sent in, it's called a champions event. And I really appreciate Xerox uh, selecting us for that, by the way. But um, when we, we did it, we did a DNA analysis before. And with the exception of one person, uh, no one else had posted a video ever in their history. Okay. Wow. And so my, my value proposition to Xerox was, I said, look, bring in your salespeople, teach them about all the new capabilities and solutions, stuff like that. But let's get them at the end of this course to I'll show them how to create selfie videos, three of them per person. And then we'll be able to promote not just the individual in a good way, but also Xerox once they go back to the field, right? Because how many times we go to a course, you know, and after about the eighth Bud Light, the last night, we forgot everything <laughs> that we learned, right? And yeah. we pack up the binder, we go back, we throw it. So uh, within two hours, uh, every person in that room had cut uh, I think it was one exception and cut three videos. So a lot of times, you know, we suggest to our customers, you know, just start talking about questions your customers are asking. And uh, it's the easiest way to stay educational versus, you know, promotional because I see people on there and you see them too, Wes. Like they're posting, forget about video, they're posting brochures of their products. And I love this idea that you, you know, that you talk about for uh, the short videos. Cause again, it sounds to me like you can keep it fairly simple for people. They don't have to be creating these big long things to, you know, to be able to attract uh, customer's attention to attract partner attention, right? Um, and for these senior salespeople you talk about more than ever, I would say, because of the way the market is shifting, that they would, you know, really, <laughs> I don't understand how you wouldn't think that you wouldn't need some kind of presence, um, you know, digital or otherwise to be able to shift, right? This little thing we've both been living through called the pandemic. And, you know, you're you're a top 100 member. We're in a, on a call once a week. And one of the things that was brought up, and and rightly so, was, the question of uh, the relationships with customers that typically we had, you know, more more face to face time with, right? And one of the things I love that you brought up, saying we can still have that, we can still have that presence, um, right? But really, um, it becomes a digital relationship. So maybe dive into that a little bit, right? Because it's not just about uh, how we're posting on the marketing or the sales side, um, uh, what we have to sell and and uh, stuff that we have to give away, <laughs> but this idea that we can still have strong relationships with our customers in the digital realm. So maybe talk about that a little bit. I believe, and we coach our clients, the less you sell on social media in particular, the more you will sell. And, and that's a tough turn for a lot of people because, you know, we come from throwing rights and to throw yep. at the left hand, it's a little different, but think about it. You know, if you record uh, TV programs, okay, Wes, uh, you probably like everyone else you fast forward through the commercials because you're waiting for that piece of content you want 
And I would say people will come to your post maybe two, maybe three times. But if they know you're a pusher, boom, you're scrolled right by. But you start to build that relationship, I think, a little bit with people. But back to your point about um, uh, digital relationships. Yeah, we were on a call with some, uh, you know, I'm really admire what you're doing, by the way, with the top 100 and the, 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 the calls that you're having. I was super impressed with the caliber of people you have on there. Like these are established individuals, never mind they work for great corporations. And the conversation was around, you know, how people buy from people they like and relationships are still important and, you know, don't lose sight of that. And I think what I brought up was, okay, but what are we doing to form digital relationships? And, or, or and better yet, how are we fracturing relationships? Because a lot of our clients right now, whether it's sales or marketing side, they want to get net new business, right? And so to do that, you often have to fracture a relationship. And so I would go back to how do you build a relationship? Like, I think nothing like video gives someone a vibe for who you are. And, you know, they, they, you know, if someone watched one of your videos, they would know, okay, this guy gets it. He's obviously got experience. He's got a personality. I'm just saying that would warm someone up uh, to that initial meeting in this era of the great resignation, if I may call it, what we're doing a lot of work right now with, with big MSPs is we're overhauling their entire uh, recruiting messaging and better yet their careers page, because that's the landing strip that today's millennial, by the way, okay, is looking at your social posts, uh, both the interviewer, not just the interviewee, they're looking at each other, of course, but they're looking at the company social, but they're looking at that careers page. And I always say, you know, a lot of them look like it's an application for a senior citizen's home, you know, <laughs> We'll feed you three times a day. <laughs> we look like everybody else, but we're really exciting. And we've got a great, you know, <laughs> but, but relationships aren't always, I think, with people to people, but company to person kind of thing. And then we, we interviewed basically their employees, uh, captured videos on, you know, why they work there, what's a typical day look like, but to, to the prospect that they're hoping will apply or whatever, what we found is that the uh, the quality of candidate went up because the job was clarified. They understood more about the company. They are using their careers page now against competitors that might be, you know, hunting the same candidate. Yeah. And, and some people may be listening saying, hey, look, uh, Wes, Rick, I, I don't have a Taj Mahal to walk people through. So maybe it's the highlight reel of your business or something like that. But if, if someone listening right now is a business leader, I think if you looked at your careers page, honestly, and said, okay, does this give the scent that we want to the animal we're hunting? This is 2022. Let's take a typical MSP that's got maybe 10 sales reps, okay, on the smaller side. And you can scale up from there. We got bigger ones. But if you just use 10 people, if you had 10 people in your company posting actively in this digital world, think of the scale you would have. And the stats indicate, by the way, that we see that when a post is done by an individual versus a company, it's like 10X, 8X, right? right? Like a lot of us don't follow companies, but I'll follow Wes because I, I, I know that guy or I like what that guy's doing. And so um, in the old school days, a sales team, right? You and I, we had activity quotas. And what we're starting to do now to promote digital presence and the personal brand of the individual, by the way, is we're starting to attach quotas to social activity because what's different really if you think about it than a door knock a phone call an email versus a post in terms of the long game just a thought it is and it, it's an important one you raise and i'll and I'll, I'll add two points to that so one is um 
this is what Tiger Pie actually pays me to do, right? Like that they understand the importance of that uh, digital uh, presence and the brand that you're talking about so much that that that's what they pay me to do. They're like, they're smart. They're smart. You know, just go do that, right? And I love it. So everything you say resonates with me because you know, for those out there that don't know me or or you know maybe don't know either of us. Um, like you can actually make a career out of it, right? So you, by helping other companies to be able to get this done and me actually being able to, you know, to use it to, to help my organization, right? I'll speak candidly. Before you got in the saddle at Tiger Paw and created a podcast, which you're doing, okay, video and audio, um, started to digitally, you know, create that awareness we talked about earlier, where now if someone's looking for a solution like Tiger Paw offers, now you guys are probably in the consideration phase or before you only know what you know, the what you're doing with Tiger Paw on the podcast is you're essentially creating these, these digital bricks that will, will form more and more of a foundation, everyone you create that will live over time because you're putting them on YouTube, you're putting them on the, you know, the, the, the different channels. Um, and uh, so versus transactional content, that's like a social post, what you're doing with your podcast is now you've got an evergreen asset. And I, when I talk to guys in the M&A business, right, mergers and acquisitions, what they tell me is they're starting to place a value now on the website, the web presence, you know, not just traditionally the, the P&L statements, but what other assets does the business bring? And I think, you know, whether it's Tiger Paw, the way you're building that foundation digitally, I think people got to think about that. Yeah, I love it. And I, and I think it does kind of have to, have to be everyone, right? Because also what we're doing right now is having a uh, conversation. And, and I always say from these things, if people just get, you know, two or three nuggets of gold um, out of these things, then we've kind of done our job, right? That these conversations lead, hopefully, to some aha moments and things that maybe we can, you know, do to make ourselves better in our career path, right? And, and, and like you said, this idea of, it kind of living online forever. It's funny. I remember that being a threat almost when we were younger. You remember people saying, hey, be careful what you do because once it's on YouTube, it's uh, it's there forever, right? But then the opposite is true. It's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, so for all my marketing efforts, um, it's out there. People can find it, right? And and I think it's so critical for people to remember that. I don't know if you've noticed, I started doing more uh, live streaming. So I'm doing them both for the MPSA now and also for, uh, for myself, obviously, for some other efforts that I do on the flat rate side. And... The, the reason I love them so much is because they're broadcasting on YouTube, uh, they're broadcasting on LinkedIn, and they're broadcasting on Facebook simultaneously. And then without me having to worry about it, they're living forever as content on all three of those channels, right? Yep. And kind of like a head explosion for me, right? Because it's like what we're doing here, um, just trying to make sure that people can hear the message and be educated and join the conversation. There's so many tools available to us now, right? And I think all I have to do is try and that's one thing I love uh, people. Uh, if you get a chance, make sure you get in touch with Rick. If I think you said it earlier that, you know, people know they have to do this, but uh, they don't necessarily know how to talk to Rick. We all have good intentions, but sometimes the execution. And that's why I'm saying whether it's coming to you for coaching on what you do, a little bit of coaching at the beginning can save you a lot of uh, time, like you know, recutting video, you know, we talk about right. video, how many of us cut seven cuts? Like you don't have time for that. That's what frustrates no. people. So I think a little bit of coaching at the front end, you know, don't put your hockey gloves on your feet. Like the, no, no, <laughs> like the other way, you know, bad example, but I really appreciate you having me on. And, you know, I, I would close maybe if I can with a saying I use all the time, it's like, you know, Sales and marketing, okay, is the fine art of letting someone else get your way. 
And, and I think more and more we need to do a digital side to what we did traditionally and not to replace traditional for the naysayers listening right now. This is a total compliment game, but uh, I think, you know, people talk about it, but again, I go back, you're actually someone's doing it. And I, I just think you're doing an awesome job for yourself personally. And of course uh, for the great folks at Tiger Pond. Well, I appreciate that, Rick. And Hey, um, I do want people to get some coaching. So how can they get in touch with you? Celtowin.com, celltowin.com. And our digital marketing agency is intocommunications.com. That's I N two communications.com. So once again, thank you very much to all of our listeners and to everyone that viewed today. And remember until next time, keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe through your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.